0: What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another episode of the Review Point Podcast, coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me for this edition is Caroline Oliveira. Hi! You're so cute. <laughs> so <laughs> We are going to be reviewing for this edition the latest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is kind of the end of it, but not really because they're going to continue to do these because they make a billion dollars per movie, and why the hell not? They're amazing. Which is Avengers Endgame, the 21st, 22nd movie of the franchise. I'm not too sure off the top of my head, but I'm not going to edit this, so that's good enough. And uh, we're going to break down things the way that I normally do here, where it's a non spoiler review set up first, and then after that we'll give you some warnings about the spoiler section for this and break down the hits and the misses, what we liked, what we didn't like, all the kind of stuff that's in between, and we invite you to do the same in the comments below, so go ahead and do that if you are listening on YouTube, if you are on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or anything else like that, then hop on over to fanboysanonymous.com and find the post and drop your comments there or wherever else you want to do that, tweet at me or you know whatever, just get your opinions out there. That's what we're gonna be doing here, so trap yourselves in. so we're gonna start things off with just a general idea. um actually, before we get into that, we should just uh remind everybody that obviously, if you have not seen all of the other movies leading up to this point, uh we're gonna treat this as like the non spoiler section as spoilers for the other movies. So I don't know why you would listening to uh, an Endgame review if you have like, not seen like Guardians 2 or something like that. But uh, yeah, so that stuff's going to be spoilers just ahead. Um, we have both seen all the movies. And how are you feeling coming out of this movie? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you going to dance around or, you know?
1: <laughs> um, I liked it a lot. I mean, it was tough. To not go to the bathroom towards the end for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of buying a large drink. So that's also a heads up for everybody. It is, you know, three hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, So you pace yourself. Don't make the mistake that I did. I was able to last till the end, but it was rough. I was, like, sweating. <laughs> so, uh, no, but uh, being serious now, like, yes, I, I liked it a lot. Um... I think we'll get to some of the specifics of, you know, certain things that maybe we both agree that could have been different and certain things that we're disagreeing a hundred percent. But um I liked it and Hulk is great. I love <laughs> Hulk.
0: <laughs> I felt very pleased with everything. I don't think this is gonna be my favorite out of all the movies, but at the same time, I've warmed them up to a couple other movies in the past and I've kind of some other ones don't hold up as well and I feel like this is going to hold up a little bit better than I thought that it would even after like a few minutes of seeing it the more that I think about it the more that I think I'm actually going to really enjoy watching it for the second time and of course I'm going to watch it for a third and a fourth and a 15th and whatever but I feel like this is the end of a really really long journey and instead of it being like it came out disappointing like let's just say like for instance if the Lord of the Rings movies had been 20 movies instead of three and if it would have ended with just like I don't know one of the 15 endings that they had for that and one of them was just like everybody's dead or something like that then I think that that would have been a little bit disappointing and stuff and going through 20 something movies for this I feel like this is a good end to everything and There's stuff to nitpick, for sure, and we're going to definitely nitpick things when it comes to spoilers, but I don't feel disappointed. And we saw it with a big group of people, and I don't know if anybody was really all that super happy about it.
1: I mean, it's rough, because, like you said, we've been watching these movies for a while, and we know these characters, and I guess there's also that part of us that is like in denial that th- <laughs> <laughs> that this is like the final Avengers movie um so i i it's I, I don't think even if it was on paper the most perfect perfect thing in the world, I don't think a true fan and I don't even consider myself a true fan, I feel like I'm kind of a fake fan because. I'm more into DC characters, not the movies, guys. Don't kill me. (laughs) But um, I didn't really grow up reading Marvel comics. So um, that's why I consider myself kind of a fake fan. But I was always a really big fan of the Hulk. I will say that. He's awesome. Um, But yeah, I think it's just like it's really hard to just... Make it a perfect movie and please the fans completely 100%. But I agree. It's a good movie.
0: It's really tough because you for sure go into this movie with a lot of expectations. And I guess it's kind of like when people read the book first before a movie. They build this idea in their mind of what something is. And then the next thing you know, it didn't live up to it. And that's not necessarily the fault of the movie, that it didn't meet what you had in your brain. And that's why even something like some of the nitpicks that I can get into, like maybe they shouldn't have gone this direction with that character, or maybe they missed this opportunity to do that with somebody or um, actually like a a good equivalent to this is something that I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the Infinity War review that I had done, but I kind of look back on those movies and I say, it's a shame that they called Thor's Axe Stormbreaker because i know that stormbreaker is the hammer that beta ray bill uses and that there's an axe in the comics that's i don't know some kind of norwegian name it's like jorgen (laughs) mergner or something like that and that's like well that's already an axe and they could have used that and why didn't they do that now that kind of ruins stormbreaker for beta ray bill and that kind of ruins beta ray bill and then like i kind of build that kind of stuff in my mind so i have nitpicks when it comes to stuff like that but at the same time they're making their own set of movies here, and I know that a lot of people were upset that Ultron wasn't created from Hank Pym, like in the comics, and I think that like Tony Stark doing that makes a lot more sense. So some changes are for the better and some are nitpicks that are in like the plot wise and some are on like the being a true fan kind of a thing and some of some of it's just kinda out there. So I can totally see people walking out of this movie feeling disappointed. But I don't think any of them really should feel disappointed with the movie. I think that they would be disappointed with their fandom of it, kind of. I think
1: that's a really good way to put
0: it. I don't think anybody's going to... I'm going to go down this dry tribe again. But I walked out of The Last Jedi super pissed (laughs) about so many things. And half of it was, how could you do that to Luke Skywalker? And the whole thing doesn't make any sense. And they ruined the whole six movies that came before it and all all like the fandom side of things but another part of me was going the canto bite stuff was a complete waste of time and there's this plot hole and how do they do you know hyperspace through a ship if that's been never in any of the other movies why didn't anybody just do that and plot errors and like a better filmmaker would have made a better movie even if they went in the same direction for the stuff that I absolutely fucking hated (laughs) so I don't feel like this movie does anything like that where it's kind of like you ruined the Avengers and uh, crapped all over everything that came before it I think if anybody's going to complain about anything it's going to be the little moments and maybe actually some people that are going to say it's a little predictable yeah like I know Dace was one of the people, and I asked Dace right afterward, I said, what do you think? Because Dace was going into this. People should know Dace by now. You guys know him. Uh, He said he was kind of bugged by the idea that he saw where a lot of this was coming, and they didn't really shock him. And I brought up a couple ideas right after that that I said, well, I thought such and such was shocking, and then this, and then that. And he was like, well, yeah. So it was like... (laughs) I think that that's going to be something. I think some people are going to have to watch this movie a second time and they might like it better. Yes. And then some people are going to watch it an eighth time and come across some other kind of like, this doesn't make any sense if this and that. And for anybody who maps out all this stuff afterward, please link me because I'm confused about some of the stuff too. So, (laughs) uh, I feel like if we're keeping on the non-spoiler section, uh, Let's talk about some of the other stuff like what did you think about the music?
1: I liked it. Um I am I feel like music is like more your area. <laughs> you tend to pay more attention on the music side of things, but with me it's music and movies to me um obviously are extremely important because they can either just, you know, you don't you want uh, okay let me rephrase this for music to be successful in a movie in my opinion is it will add to the emotion of what a scene is doing but it won't completely remove you from what's going on so it's just like there to enhance and obviously like non-spoilers but there are some obviously musical like nods uh to previous movies that were kind of like cool to see Oh guess we'll talk about that in the spoilers, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just go to these movies expecting that the soundtrack is going to be nice and not, you know, Skrillex. Just... <laughs> <laughs> if there's dubstep in the middle of this movie, then
0: then it would be certainly one of the misses. It would just be, I don't, I can't see Thanos with like a rave. <laughs> That's my Skrillex. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the music. I don't know if this is going to be one of the ones where I'm going to download a bunch of, <laughs> or I mean, buy. Yes, buy. Yes, a lot of uh, <laughs> Le- very legal, <laughs> legally buy <clears throat> torrents. <clears throat> Some of the like songs from there, the same as like Stark goes green from the first Avengers is like very like standouts. Uh, stands out to me is a really good song from Alan Silvestri and. Obviously, like, the Avengers theme pops up in this. That's no spoiler. If it, right. if anybody thinks that's a spoiler, I don't know what to tell you. But I don't know. It's kind of like how certain Bond movies have some songs on it that I really like, and certain other ones I can go through the entire soundtrack. Like, I don't think that there's a single song from Spectre that I have other than the main theme. Mm. And the whole, like, background stuff that came to this, I don't think any of it stood out to me. So that's it kind of supported it but it didn't yeah. I, I don't know if it's gonna be something to be like let me pop that on and listen to it
1: i still feel like you're still gonna download it because i feel like with you there's gonna be this underlying emotional connection to the soundtrack <laughs> where it's gonna be yeah you know it's like not my favorite but it's the end game
0: so yeah, I might, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might yeah <happen. laughs> it Uh let's see. Characters wise, that's kinda hard to do in a non spoiler section. So we're not we're gonna save that a little bit. And plot, obviously, we can't tell you the plot. Um can't tell you our biggest hits and misses and everything like that, but we can talk about special effects. Yes. So I
1: was looking forward to that. That
0: was great. That was yes. No like problems at all and
1: No, there were some scenes that and um Tony and I when we watch movies uh, especially at home, we talk a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously this one, like, we were mainly quiet, except for maybe, like, once or twice, where we just, like, made quick comments to each other, and one of them was, like, whoa, mm-hmm. as far as special effects go. Um, I mean, it's not a surprise to everyone that, you know, now with CGI, you can, I mean, even with, like, the first, uh sorry, you're just <laughs> <laughs> uh the first Captain America movie um yes like he like we saw him like change bodies like and it it was so well done even back then that it was <sighs> you know it, it's it's like some movies like especially like in the past you can tell when there's like a green screen
0: <laughs> yeah
1: or like the CGI is not so good but now we know that things are so advanced that you can change someone's body you can change someone's age you can you can change any almost anything and everything and still make it look really believable
0: yeah i think that if this doesn't win best visual effects for the next oscars the only way it isn't going to win is because something came along like something mind-blowing yeah something that really is that they took something to a whole new level, like kind of like an avatar type of thing, but I don't even know what that whole new level would be. Or
1: politics. Yeah, it could be that too. I do have to say though, and I guess I'll get into this specifically more in the spoilers, but there was one practical effect in it that took me out a little bit. And Hmm. um, I used to do practical effects. Like for indie movies, so obviously like not as good as these like amazing people, and I doubt that I could do any better than it did. But there was like this one little element that was kinda like mm, for mm. me. Um, but all like maybe just because I'm a snob and I'm a really big fan of practical effects. Um, so that's always something that I study a lot when I watch a movie. And there was like one little thing that was just like, mmm. It's <laughs> bothering me a little bit, but <laughs> overall, amazing.
0: Okay, well, that's our non-spoiler section. So from now on, for the whole rest of this, you are warned, we are going to talk about everything. People who may not make it to the end of the movie, there's, there's, there's lots of stuff to break down. So... Spoiler warning for everything from this point on. If you listen to it, go ahead. Uh, I've given you the warning.
1: Um,
0: but, you know, maybe you don't want to know. And then, if that's the case, then skip to the very end and, I don't know, listen to the plugs or something. But uh, if you don't mind the spoilers, or maybe you do want to know what the spoilers are, and maybe you're the type of person who likes that, I don't know, then, you know, by all means, continue listening. But I'm going to give you about a three second break just in case. And there you go. Now you have no excuse. So, Scarlett Johansson gets killed. (laughs) Uh, Well, she doesn't get killed, uh, obviously, her character. But, um, yeah, we're going to break down character-wise. But, actually, before we get into characters, I want to pick up on this train of thought from before. The practical effect that threw you off. What was it that bugged you?
1: Okay, so, Thor's body. Yeah. Um... We're spoiling it so yeah so in the movie like thor is going for this massive depressive episode uh because of everything that happened and he's been only drinking beer eating crap and playing video games um so he has a big belly um which was not the part that Annoying me um the belly itself like i thought was really interesting because um they gave him the body of uh somebody that you know not so much of a bodybuilder because they to have no like body fat but like a fighter or somebody who who is like big has like fat but you can still see muscles which i thought was really nice the belly the thing that took me out of it were his tits. <laughs> um Yes, he needed to have tits.
0: Oh, man boobs.
1: Yes. The moobs are off. The moobs, yes. Um was not quite fond of how they were falling. <laughs> um that and, and I mean it is like a kind of like a harder thing, I think to sculpt because also I guess when you have somebody who's like that overweight and has like manly saggy tits, you expect some movement, and there were none hmm. so it makes me think that um
0: it was like plastic or something like i mean obviously it was plastic it wasn't real flesh or something, but <laughs> well
1: it was it was probably foam um. It's a side note, just for me to feel like such a snob, but like when you make a a prosthetic like that, you basically can do them out of silicone and foam. silicone looks better, but it's really heavy and really, really hot, so it's not comfortable um, so I'm guessing foam it's just like it, they had no movement when they should have a slight movement. Um, so that took me out a little bit. That made me go like, oh yeah, I know, this is like, this is, this is fake. And and hmm. at first I couldn't pinpoint what it was that was bothering me. I'm like, is that the stomach? No, like the stomach looks like, no, it's the tits. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I feel like that was very anti-climatic. I feel like you guys were waiting for me to be like, oh, that ship or no, it's just Thor's new
0: the no, moves sorry <laughs> uh let's talk thor while we're at it because yeah. we're talking thor uh yeah his arc of the movie again this is all spoiler so the beginning of the movie they track down thanos and he's been feeling over the past 23 days or so i think that they had said it was he's really angry feeling like he's the one that screwed everything up and that if he would have just gone for the head like what thanos said then he would have been able to stop everything. So when they eventually come across Thanos and they find out that everything's all for naught and they can't go back and just unsnap everything, that he just flat out decapitates him. And I really liked that. And that was one I of like my, my hits for sure, was he's a different character at this point than he was in the first Thor. But in the first Thor, I mean, he had been... 1500 years old or something at that point so he already learned this like warmongering kind of idea and even though Thor right now after Ragnarok has become more of like a bro he's still somebody yeah he's he's not not, like not at the bar hitting on people (laughs) like that kind of thing but he's he still has that warmongering side of him that he's going to go straight to well, I'm just going to punch somebody or, yeah. you know, whatever. So he he's would. Inclusive. Yeah. And he would be the type that would be like, I'm angry that I didn't do this, so I'm going to chop your fucking head off, yes. you know?
1: Yes. And that, you know, that's such an important thing for them to write in this movie because, you know, we have somebody like Cap who is, like, very righteous and correct. And with Thor, like, at the end of the day, he's kind of like a viking he's he's a god but there's like the human element to him which is very impulsive and like very passionate and like even the first movie um he started out as a big brat and Mm -hmm. even though now like he's one of my i i did not like him in the beginning of the very first thor movie i was like so annoyed i was like this is like those dudes that like go to the bar that is under my building, and they're just like vomiting everywhere when I'm trying to walk my dog, and they have like the pop like collar- like collar on their polo shirt. Like I hate that stuff. Puka
0: shell necklace. Oh
1: god, <laughs> I I uh, pastel colored polo shirt with the the fitted jeans with like the cuffs like uh, I hate I hate that stuff. But then like he became one of my favorite characters, and part of why I really love him is that he is impulsive and he's like very passionate. So when he did that, not only was like, yeah, heavy metal in <laughs> my <laughs> part, but it's also like, yeah, like that's what you expect from his character.
0: Yeah. Everybody was true to their character yeah. and there wasn't like any that I can it's... think of at the very least. When we start going down the list, I might go oh, that was a little off or something, but off the top of my head, I don't think anybody was not in the headspace of their character, from not just like the moments that they were in the future and everything, but even when they go into the past and stuff. And yeah. one of my favorite parts of the movie, and I, I'm sentimental and I'm a sap when it comes mm-hmm. to this kind of stuff, but like
1: it's so cute.
0: I <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> I really liked how when Thor went back in time, that he was kind of like, it, well. Rene Russo's character, Freya, or Friga, I don't know how they pronounce it in the movies, and it's both pronunciations are all right. Um, he goes back to the day that she is going to die from the Dark Elves, and there's a great little couple of moments where she recognizes that he's in the fu- from the future, yeah. and that she gives him a little bit of sage advice about being like, you know, if you're a failure, you're just like everybody else because everybody fails. And, that would have been good enough on its own, but I was kind of hoping for at least something where he would say like, I love you one more time or something. Cause he didn't get to do that in the movie and he gets to do that. And that makes it all that much better because he gets a little bit of closure on his mom's death. And he gets to know that even she kind of knows that he's about to say, you're going to die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, You know, don't bother, like, you know, whatever, it's fine. That kind of a thing. So I like that a lot. That was one of my favorite moments. And usually on these movies, more than any other type of movie, I really like the character moments more than anything else. Like, I don't, I don't dislike the action, of course, because that's super fun. And I'm going to talk about a particular moment that actually made me tear up. (laughs) But uh, it's the characters that make this stuff so good. And seeing like i mean thor the dark world came out in like 2014 or something like however many years ago and that is something that over the course of thor ragnarok and infinity war when like in infinity war when he's talking to rocket and he's like you know well you said your dad's dead you got a mom and he's like no she's dead too and whatever and what else can i lose like he's going through a lot and mm-hmm. i like those kind of moments a lot and pretty much any part in this movie that had some kind of sentimental thing to it, I was like, I like this a lot. You know, <laughs> like, um, I like that Thor also had that shot where he gets Mjolnir back mm-hmm. and he gets all excited going, I'm still worthy. Like yeah. that's that was cute. Uh
1: he needed that. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was that was the confidence boost that he yeah. needed. Uh and by the end of the movie, Thor he has already settled new Asgard, which was one of my checklist things that I really wanted them to have new Asgard. And he leaves Valkyrie mm-hmm. in charge, which I like and I don't like. I it's That's where one of those nitpick things can come into play, because my nitpick is I want these two other things about Thor that we haven't seen yet, which are Rune King Thor, which is when Thor is like, insanely powerful and all this other kind of stuff, but I don't know how they would be able to do that. And the Odin force Thor, which is where he actually becomes Odin, basically like he has the same type, like Odin had all those like extra little powers on top of things. And I kind of wanted Thor to end the movie as like Odin force, super incredibly godly, powerful Thor who is the de facto ruler of the realms kind of thing. But even better than that, we get as guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Seems like where they're going. Yeah. And I love that title. That's like <laughs> perfect. I hope that they do that instead of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That'd be fine too, but um like the way that they wrapped up Thor, I feel good about Me it. Me too. Like I think that they're going to do another one. I think that they're going to do As Guardians of the Galaxy and I think that Thor Ragnarok got them to say, "Let's continue to do Thor, and yeah. not just kind of end things the way that they ended."
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely open ended. Yeah. Where, where's like some other of the stories with some of the characters in in game nicely like ended like with like a big bow can really go from there, but with Thor, yeah, like he. I think that he took such a, like, a beatdown after the first Avengers movie, and this one, like, you see him being so, like, like not confident at all, like, freaking out, having a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that, I, I really like the fact that he's like, you know what, like, this is the first time that I don't have, and he says something like that, I forget the specific words, but when he's... Uh, telling Valkyrie that now she's in charge. He's saying, This is like, she asked him, Like, where are you? What's next? Like, what are you gonna do? And he says, This is the first time that, like, I don't have to be like,
0: Yeah, I don't have a, it, like a destiny. I or don't something. have a
1: destiny. And again, to me, that makes him even more human because now, like, he knows he's powerful, and I feel like he might have to even, like, relearn that, and maybe that's a way of him becoming even more powerful and going in the direction that you just said. Maybe, yeah. But I think that that's, that opens up a lot of story opportunities for him, and I like him. He's he's so, like, lovable, and <laughs> also, like, his interaction with Star-Lord is great. <laughs> well, how did you feel with
0: the Guardians? Because the Guardians end up with... And this was... I. I'm really confused about how some of this stuff works because the time travel stuff they kind of alluded to the fact that like movies tell you certain things, and then they uh, like there's good jokes about like you know, you mean to tell me back to the future's bullshit? like that. side
1: note, Tony has yet to see them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've not seen back to the future. I have seen Die Hard, <laughs> that's good joke. In that, I like that part, uh, but I'm really confused about stuff like. Nebula kills her past self from 2014. So, how does Nebula from the future still exist if Nebula from the past got killed?
1: I thought that she was, uh, when she killed her past self, there was like a slight change in the light in her eyes. And in my head, I was like, oh, they're going to do the whole thing of like the light going out of her eyes and she dies. But she doesn't. And maybe that was just like my brain, like Mm. seeing things. But I really thought she was just gonna die.
0: Yeah, that's really confusing to me. And now they've got like Gamora from 2014 was hanging around. Yeah, and she doesn't know any of the Guardians. Right. So is she still in? What I'm assuming is supposed to be like 2019. the five years after the one thing? And like, I, I mean, I don't know what year this is supposed to take place. I kind of lost track of that. But like, is Is Gamora the 2014 one from before Guardians 1? Or is there some kind of thing where when they put everything back, like when they put the stones back, they obviously had to put them back before they started anything, which that defeats the purpose of if you put that back before that, then they didn't get the stones. And then that in itself, where are the stones now? Yeah. Because they... The last shot that they're in is when Hulk is telling Steve to put them back, but that's for them to go back and then do the snap. So then there has to be a version of them. Oh, wait, no, there isn't because uh, Thanos got rid of them. That's right. Yeah. He willed them out. So there are no stones anymore because they reach that point where they decapitate them. So there aren't any stones. So that defeats the purpose of nobody in the future can really do the whole, like, well, now, I don't know, Doctor Doom gets all the stones and whatever, like they're just going to have to do like Heart of the Universe or, you know, any of the kind of Cosmic Cube or any of the other kind of things that they would need to do with that kind of stuff. But um, the, the time travel stuff's confusing and yeah. I don't know how that works with Nebula and Gamora because now maybe Gamora is back because... No, she was killed before the snap. Before, so that's
1: yeah. And they yeah. establish with um, uh, Black Widow that she wouldn't be back. Right. So uh, it kind of seems
0: it seems weird, like that they would do a Guardians movie without Gamora.
1: Well, I think that maybe the plot for the next one will be them like going on some sort of quest, but. Uh, Star Lord actively searching for her. Because, yeah, they tease that at the yeah, end. He is like... She, I mean, we're guessing that in, uh, after the big battle and everything, um, she just kind of like took off and disappeared because she doesn't really remember them. She doesn't know them yet, I guess. That's a better way of putting it. So, she must be in the next movie. There, there's no way she's not going to, but...
0: The one thing that I'm thinking maybe they're going to do, which if they planned this far ahead, then that's insane. Uh, which, I mean, that that's not really insane. They did all the 20-something movies to lead to this point. But there's that tease at the end of Guardians 2 with Adam Warlock. And you kind of can't do that without putting Adam Warlock in a movie. And I think it's really kind of cool if they do go ahead with the whole like Matthew McConaughey type thing or something, <laughs> because I think that'd be kind of interesting. But... In the comics, Adam Warlock is, like, extremely tied to the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. and maybe, even though there's no Soul Stone anymore, maybe they can do something where he has, like, magic, or he's got some kind of connection. Maybe he was, like, born out of the Soul Stone, and that's why they're able to create people on that mm-hmm. gold planet thing. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Uh, Where's um her or she or whatever her name is, uh, Aisha, like maybe everybody's gold and everything because of the soul stone. And if that's the case, then maybe Adam Warlock is able to do something like go into the soul world through some like back door and kind of merge the two versions of Gamora. So by the end of the next movie, she remembers all the stuff that happened. And that way she's like, Oh, I'm back. Like that kind of thing. In the body of like her twenty fourteen year old self, God, maybe something like that. <laughs> and yeah, Thor's maybe. just there being like, oh hey, you know, like we're gonna flirt a little bit or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: well, well, I guess we'll see. Um, what happens with that? I I think that they tried. Uh, in that scene between Hulk, um, what's her face, Tilda's character the ancient one yeah the ancient one when she's trying to explain why he couldn't like take her stone and she kind of like creates a visual thing and then you know bruce slash hoax says like no like what if we put them back and then they, they try and even that scene to be honest i get what they were going but part of me like didn't i i my brain kind of Forced me not to pay attention to so many of the details that they were explaining because I felt that it was really confusing. Hmm. So I kind of just like went with like, okay, so they just have to like return so the stones. They got a plan. Like, <laughs> they got yeah. a plan. Okay, cool. Like, I awesome. really,
0: really liked that because I really liked how they brought back Tilda Swinton. I know. And
1: that scene was awesome.
0: Yeah, and how she takes his soul out and yeah. he's Bruce Banner instead of the Hulk, and uh, that there's that like kind of nod that she already knows what's going to happen with dr strange because she said you're about five years too early yeah and Stephen strange she is still knows, doing yeah. whatever so yeah. like she knows that which means that that kind of implies even though some of this stuff gets erased and some of it is like they went and put the stones back and all that that they kind of already knew that that was going to be with the case with dr strange and that's why she is willing to give him as much leeway in the movies as he is able to be given and yeah. you know, I really liked that a lot. And I really liked how they did that with a lot of other things, like that they brought back like Hank Pym working with SHIELD in the seventies. And that was the visual effect that we were both like, wow, because yeah. they deaged a couple people here and there and they reaged and Hell you know yeah. That, like, looked even better than it did in Ant-Man and, and okay. Ant-Man 2. And now it's like, okay, well, that's just Michael Douglas. Yeah. Like, there's – I can't tell the difference between – if you put that side by side, I wouldn't be able to tell.
1: He probably looked better in this than he actually looked. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, like, cleared up some pimples and stuff. Um, I just wanted to, like, go back real quickly to um the Ancient One Hulk scene. Like, the one thing that I really liked about that scene – was that they weren't physically fighting. Yeah. I thought that that was, like, so good because it really brings back to the point that she's just so spiritually, like, above, you know, everybody else. And Bruce has now, like, accepted the Hulk in a way that he's not this, like, angry guy. Angry all the time, like he says. <laughs> like, I forget, in the Avengers.
0: Yeah, the first one. The first uh, one, yeah. My secret, I'm angry all the time. Yeah, or I'm always angry. That's what it is. Yeah,
1: um, which is another thing is like that he is able to be. He says like he's able to put the brains and the brawn together, and now he's just like all. And he's um, posing
0: with kids and I getting, know, taking selfies, and wearing, like
1: nice clothes, and yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that, that scene was like so just brilliant in a way because it was like a quiet scene
0: yeah they didn't need to start fighting and then find out that she isn't threatened by him it was she already kind of knew everything yeah pretty quickly and
1: or do you like that thing that sometimes they're doing movies where they're fighting and talking yeah. and then at one point like he says something that just brings the argument home and she's like oh you oh, mean that's
0: strange is whatever like
1: oh okay here like they have
0: that part where he says "Well, why did dr strange give it up and that's what convinces her but they weren't in the middle of like you know let's pull my punch real quick and (laughs) that kind of thing and yeah i liked too that that took place during the battle of new york and that it shows that you know the ancient one has been there and when you go back and you look at the other movies and you think like well why wasn't hydra doing anything with this or why wasn't shield doing anything with that or whatever like why wasn't the ancient one trying to help out with the battle in new york and then you you see that she actually was like she had her little spinny things going (laughs) on and you know like so she wasn't you know standing there with the avengers at the time but that wasn't her concern her concern was protecting the sanctum so all she was doing was staying there and
1: on Bleecker
0: Street. On Bleecker. On Bleecker Street. And uh, I really liked that touch. I really liked how they did the whole thing with... When they went back in time and they were talking to different people, that, like, I was surprised that they got, like, Natalie Portman to come back. And they got Robert Redford to come back and be Alexander Pierce again. And
1: But no Lupita!
0: No Lupita Nyong'o that I could see at the very now, least. No, I was
1: looking for her. Yeah. I have such a girl crush on her. I was actively looking for her and her beautiful... Buttery skin. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't there! I was kind of, like, upset.
0: <laughs> she wasn't there, but damn near everybody else was. Maybe uh, her
1: tethered was. What was that? Her Oz version was. Oh, yeah, her t- tethered. Tethered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I really liked how they did that. I was really surprised, too, because I thought that maybe they would have... Like, they have Loki back, yeah. and it was really cool to see stuff like what happens right after they're doing the whole yeah. pose and Stark says, like, all right, we're not just going to stand here and pose all day or something. and yeah. That they, you know, if you now, if you watch The Avengers, you can think that, well, what happened afterward was, like, that they told the Hulk to take the stairs. Right. And, like, that he's all that. pissed about the stairs <laughs> and that they met up with uh, Rumlow and uh, Sitwell and that that's how they took the... Um, the Mind Stone with Loki's staff. And that would make perfect sense because, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. would come by and they would want to possess that again. And they're all the Hydra ones. And I really liked Cap saying, Hail Hydra. Yeah, that was, cool. that was awesome. And I thought that they were going to do something with the elevator where he would say, if anybody wants to get off, like he did in Winter Soldier. But mm-hmm. doing that was even better. And yeah. there's a great moment during that whole thing that I really, really liked a lot. A big, big hit for me was uh cap is fighting cap mm-hmm. and cap thinks that the other version of cap is loki which makes <laughs> perfect sense and changes it around and he says i could do this all day and he goes uh, yeah i know, I, know. <laughs> 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 I like that i thought that that was going to come into play in the fight with thanos hmm. and that he was going to say i could do this all day and
1: i thought so too i thought yeah. so too but I'm kind of glad they didn't because I was just like okay calm down now like you already used that line yeah <laughs> Uh, but that scene reminds me of another like probably one of my favorite one-liners in the whole movie that's American's ass yeah that's <laughs> America's a... <laughs> ass um <laughs> Ant-Man was so funny in this and like a lot of his moments especially Rocket were yeah. really really funny but um like Ro-
0: Rocket saying like he's like a little puppy yeah like you yeah. were
1: like little puppy Like it made he's so happy like um but it's like uh, like he he just like again like true to character um freaking out at first uh when he comes back and realizes what's going on and but yeah so he brings to the attention i mean tony stark brings to the attention that cap's i guess previous uh uniform didn't really um
0: i think you said something like that doesn't really do much for your ass or something yeah
1: i was gonna i was trying to like say something like a little bit more loquacious (laughs) 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 um but you know and then after the fight um cap does agree he's like well um, i'm enemy i guess uh scott says like no like that's america's ass and like that's that's so great because he's such a fanboy too yeah.
0: there's even a part that uh, is like a little bit more subtle but when Wasp is like we got you cap and whatever and it's just kind of like you can see that she's kind of fangirling a little yeah. bit yeah like, I mean, you
1: know yeah
0: the, the idea of him being like a fanboy of Captain America and like Rocket saying like he's really good at this like speech stuff like, yeah everybody's yeah.
1: like oh. everybody <laughs> has a crush on him <laughs> I don't blame him uh, <laughs>
0: I, I really liked all the kind of stuff that they did with Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's here's another nitpick of mine, though. They age Cassie up five years because they need to show the passage of time and everything. And one of the things that is a nitpick that I didn't even think about until right now, though, they don't establish in the movie if her uh, mom and her stepdad vanished. That's true. So, I don't know if that's a matter of, like, that they they did vanish and they came back, because obviously everybody came back, except for a couple people. But if they did, then that, like, she's been living on her own for five years. Or if they all stayed around and she's just been living thinking that her dad was missing, because Scott Lang is missing on the thing, but I they didn't really come across anybody else, so.
1: Yeah, on the... A memorial. The,
0: yeah. So I'm assuming that she just grew up with her other parents and that's gonna be something that they probably address in the future, being like, you know, you missed five years worth of this and uh he misses five years, because he just kinda comes straight into the the future and Yeah. But I I'm disappointed that they're not gonna have that little girl around yeah, anymore. She's so good. She's adorable and I mean, now she's older of course and I don't know how they're going to kind of factor that in, but maybe they're going to do something with the quantum realm. Maybe they'll go back and talk to her from a different time or she something. She's really on like, that little
1: girl. Yeah, she's so cute. She was so good. She was so good.
0: And maybe the trade off, though, is that she's going to be stature in this. Right. So, and maybe they're going to get Black Ant or something. Maybe they'll do that in the movie. They'll get like Eric O'Grady. And I mean, I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but she's probably like 15 or something like somewhere around there. So if this takes place a couple more years in the future, maybe Erica Grady is going to be like some boy that she wants to date or something like, and they can do that whole, like, you know, the dad not wanting to do that whole thing or something like, I don't know. Maybe it'll be interesting to see where they go with Ant man. But I really liked Ant-Man being a funny character in there and, having some serious moments too, like him saying that he really wanted to do the the time heist as he yeah. called it and stuff <laughs> and all that. Ant Man was a hit for me for sure. Um I don't think I have any other nitpicks when it comes to to Ant Man and and their kind of stuff. I liked the Hank Pym stuff. I liked seeing Wasp be a mm-hmm. part of the battle, like all good stuff on that. Yeah. And Hawkeye, uh they do the Ronin story. To a certain extent, he's got the Ronin gear, and that he's
1: awful hair. Yeah.
0: So bad. That should have been snapped.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh he goes through the Ronin thing because his family's disappeared, kind of like what everybody sort of assumed was going to be happening in the movie, and that's how they actually start the movie, which I like that, because that's, you know, just a little reminder of what it's like to watch somebody disappear. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming where they go from here in that Hawkeye TV show that they're going to do is that he's basically retired, but at the same time he's going to train Kate Bishop and she's going to be the new Hawkeye and he'll just be dad, yeah, essentially. And, and that's fine. Like, Hawkeye's never been the type of character that I feel needs to have, like, you know, oh, he should have had three movies or something. He's yeah. a supporting character, so.
1: He is. Like him, like I, 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 for some reason, I have a really hard time having some sort of emotional connection yeah. to his character. I like his sword. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. But that being said, we talked about this on our way here. And we disagree on this. But when he is with Black Widow, and they're trying to get the so it was yeah Soulstone on Vormir. I know them by colors. Me. <laughs> the <orange> um, one. <laughs> yeah. Um one of them has to sacrifice themselves. Um right off the bat I'm like, just kill her. Yeah. One, <laughs> I don't like her <laughs> I cannot stand her. Oh my god. I just have such big hatred for her. <laughs> Anyways. But also I'm like He has a family! She doesn't have anyone! (laughs) She's disposable! Like, go away!
0: And I disagree with that, not because of the family thing, because obviously I wouldn't have wanted it to end with, like, the family doesn't have Hawkeye anymore, and that there is no Kate Bishop story and all that. I was hoping that what they would do was that Hawkeye would sacrifice himself and that throughout the process of them undoing things, they would be able to bring Clint back for his family. Hmm. I kind of assumed wrongly that everybody would kind of work out well in the end and that there wouldn't actually be any deaths. Huh. And I thought if there was going to be any deaths, it would be one and it would be either Captain America or Tony Stark. And I didn't see Black Widow dying being a thing. And now that, like. I'm glad. One of, one of the nitpicks that I have is they're going to do that Black Widow movie, and now I'm just like, all right, well, now it's just a prequel.
1: Yeah.
0: And I kind of don't care to see a prequel about her story.
1: I am more interested in her prequel. Like, if they do the whole stuff with the Red Room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm into that. I want to see the bitch getting tortured and stuff. (laughs) I don't like her. I'm sorry. I do not like her. But my biggest beef with that scene, and probably that was, like, the one scene that I was just kind of like, ugh, like, I actually even, like, moved my hands, like, oh, my God. Like, frustrating me is that, obviously, Hawkeye doesn't want her to sacrifice herself, and she doesn't want him to sacrifice himself. And they kind of start fighting, and they get to a point where both of them could have easily just, like, fell. From the cliff yeah. And died. And then it's like. Are you stupid? It's like. If if somebody just froze themselves out there. It's just like. Let them go. Like. You have a bigger mission. Like you. You're doing all of this to bring. You know. Not just people back. But like, like. In my head. That's more important. The animals back. The animals. And the <laughs> but, plants. And- yeah. But like. You know. And you're going to do that. Like. There was a point that. They could have easily Just. Talked it out. (laughs) (laughs) Died. (laughs) (laughs) And then what? And even worse, like, they wouldn't have been able to tell everybody else that, oh, by the way, like, we we both died and you guys can be waiting for us, but we're we're not coming back.
0: Yeah. And I thought that maybe when they would put the stones back, that that would imply that they put the soul stone back. And then that's where Nat would come back. Hmm. And they tried to make it a point at the very least to say that she can't come back because yeah. then that does that. But then that's the whole time travel thing again, which is like, OK, well, if that means that she can't undo that because then that would bring the stone back and whatever. Well, you had to undo all the other things. So the time travel kind of de- self-defeating and maybe they can do something like that if they ever really wanted to in the future. Maybe it could be like that. I mean, there are so many ways that they could do stuff in these movies because of the comics being like, they retcon things all the time and things are crazy. And actually, this is a completely random side note, but this is something that I really kind of feel is a missed opportunity. I wanted them to do something in like an end credit scene. Ideally, I was hoping that there, well, there is no end credit scene yeah. and there's no mid credit scene. And I wanted there to be First off, I wanted there to be a Stan Lee tribute, like yeah. I mean, they did that for Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, they did it for that, and I kind of wanted there to be a better cameo for Stan Lee. But yeah. it was funny; it's younger Stan Lee, yeah. and he's all hippie kind of thing. <laughs> but I wanted there to be maybe something like, "Stan Lee is the one above all," mm. and that's like God in the comics. Like, yeah. the, I mean, literally the one above all. And maybe some kind of a shot where he was talking about, like, that things have changed, but everything can always change, or, you know, like, some kind of closure, but open-endedness. But I also wanted there to be a shot of Kang the Conqueror, and for anybody who doesn't know Kang the Conqueror, he is uh, related to uh, Reed Richards, and he is obviously one of the main Fantastic Four members, so... They couldn't really do the Fantastic Four stuff, but if they would have been able to get the rights to Kang or even just something that alludes to Kang and Kang's mostly time travel related where he like in the Avengers cartoon, they do a story where he comes back in time to try to do something with Captain America because Captain America is like a man out of time And he should have died in the 40s. So he's disrupting the time stream and whatever. And that's this whole movie is that people are they jump five years into the future. And they now everybody knows that they disappeared for five years. And if they don't know, then that means that the time travel is all fucked up and you keep going. That's why I need people to map this stuff out. And I kind of feel like maybe that's exactly what they should have done is had Kang say something like. Well, as a byproduct of all these time travel things, everything's going to be different and they're going to be able to include the X-Men because now Magneto should have had his whole thing in the Holocaust. You mean to tell me that Magneto is going to somehow pop up in a future MCU movie and it's not going to be Magneto? Like, and if so, where was Magneto for the past 70 years or, you know, like that? I wanted there to be, you've got this MacGuffin of changing time and space and minds and souls and, and all that, that could have been the perfect way to incorporate all the Fox stuff and just say, we merged a bunch of timelines Mm -hmm. and now things are going to be different. And maybe some stuff in the past has changed. And now anything in the future that they have messed up, like, you look into other canon and continuity problems and you go, well, that's a continu- continuity problem because the snaps happened and they didn't do that. So that's like the, the fan in me, that's yeah, like, that's you, like so you, you missed out on that and you missed out on the opportunity to do that with bringing black widow back. And if right. you wanted to do a movie, like what I wanted the, the black widow movie movie to be, which was her in whatever the modern time is, and possibly training a new Black Widow Or something like that And that could have been like Florence Pugh's character Or whoever else is in the movie I don't know And maybe that could have been incorporated in there Now if it's just a prequel It's like alright well she survives and whatever And mm-hmm. that's just the end Like you know Yeah. So I'm disappointed in the Black Widow stuff That was a miss And they even like didn't have her in the scene Of all the women fighting together yeah. Because she was dead, She's dead. But it was like, you know, she's the main woman that started it all in the MCU, like that kind of thing. And it's like that—that's kind of a missed opportunity, a little bit. And
1: Big eye roll. <laughs> I still don't like her. Like I—I I, I would say though, and obviously that's like not even like. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. I guess the one positive thing that I can say about her character is that I enjoy the fact that, um, I first like the last movie. She had the blonde. Short hair, and now she's just been kind of like a mess, like working stop. So like her hair is like half red, which is I guess her her roots are showing. Roots, yeah, and then like, and I thought that was like cool because you know if you want to establish that she's been also like depressed and like barely eating, like that we see yeah, a peanut, peanut, butter, butter, like peanut butter sandwich and like just like trying to work and also, like, upset with, like, the whole, like, Hawkeye thing that they talk about in the beginning of the movie, um, you would assume that she doesn't have her shit together. Yeah. So, and, and and that's, like, such a little thing, but as a girl, it's something that really bothers me in movies, where you can see, like, the female character going through hell, or, like, even, like, like, a zombie apocalypse. Makeup done. (laughs) Hair perfectly placed. Shaved everywhere, like hmm. they're you know like it, which I mean I get like I'm not against shaving, I'm very pro shaving, but you know like if you want to establish that character going through a lot and you know she's barely eating, you'd expect her appearance to also just like be yeah, which I thought it was a nice touch,
0: and even a nice touch with like Cap shaving his beard, yeah, like and he's because he's, to get...
1: he's one of the characters who's kind of like. He's trying
0: to
1: not move on, but like he's the ever
0: optimist. And yeah, yeah. and I liked, and there were some other characters that they didn't really do too much. Like, I mean, Black Panther only pops up for a little bit, but I like how they gave him a little bit of a chance to shine and kind of he's kind of carrying the football a little bit with (laughs) the
1: (laughs) like, yeah,
0: yeah, he's got the little shot where he's kind of taking charge and there it almost kind of felt to me like there's a back and forth between him and captain America where he sort of takes this like nod. It's being like, well, maybe I'll be like the captain America going forward.
1: Mm.
0: And cause we're going to have obviously another type of Avengers meet up type thing. Like we're not going to get the Avengers anymore. And that's because we're missing three of them yeah, essentially. But we'll see Black Panther team up with somebody and we'll see a crossover between this person and that person. And Black Panther is insanely popular and they didn't even make a second movie yet. So of course he's going to be a big, big part of that. And Shuri is going to take over for Tony Stark a little bit. And, you know, they're going to kind of do that. And Scarlet Witch is kind of uh, kicking some ass and I've never really liked the Scarlet Witch character, but I liked that she had a little bit of a chance to shine and I WandaVision is a dumb fucking name for this TV show that they're doing. It's a stupid name to go with, but (laughs) I hope that the movie or the TV show, the series that they're going to do is at some point, obviously Vision has to come back because it's WandaVision, you know, whatever. So I'm assuming Shuri makes Vision
1: Hmm.
0: back to like normal and then. I'm kind of curious to see where they take that. and
1: Hopefully wearing preppy clothes again. And making some
0: paprika <laughs> sh- or whatever. <laughs> uh, they kind of wrap that up uh, nicely. There was a part in this where Hawkeye is talking to her and he says, I wish I could tell her, meaning Natasha, that we, w- that we won. And uh, Wanda says, they both know. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that means vision or if that means Quicksilver. I'm assuming it means vision.
1: Yeah, but, which is kind of like shitty because like, you, know, like so you lost, lost your brother. brother. Yeah, your your twin brother. Yeah, the, who yeah. was like
0: your entire world. Yeah, and exactly. So. so they they kind of wrap that up well enough, and they're going to do a TV show, so that's you know that's good. And I liked how they did with um, Sam and Bucky, mm-hmm. where they're definitely like buds now, and they're going to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show, and this kind of brings into the Captain America thing where it's like I was incredibly nervous about Captain America getting killed and I (laughs) really didn't want Captain America to die in this. Uh, But I like the idea, my end story for Captain America in my mind is always he finds a way to be happy, he lives until he's old and then he dies. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like Captain America as... A character needs to be an old man who dies and gets buried as a war hero. Yeah. If he does anything other than that, it seems weird that he doesn't get to be an old man. Mm
1: -hmm. And also amazing Uh, makeup and CGI CGI. for old Cap. That was really good.
0: Yeah, he looks. I mean, that's going to be really weird to see, like when we're older, (laughs) to see if Chris Evans looks like that. Yeah. Because. I mean you never really know and if he does then that's going to be like he already got a chance to see what he's going to look like when he's <laughs> older and that's that's always kind of freaky but it's sweet that they have that cap goes back and he spends a whole lifetime essentially with Peggy yeah. and it's a little bit weird because in the comics he's always with Sharon after everything and in Chiron in the movies, they just kind of like they had that one kiss and <laughs> that was sort of it. And, yeah. You know, and of course, the time travel doesn't make any sense because now that means Captain America has been alive for decades in the past and just not doing anything. And yeah. you would feel like he that means he sat through nine eleven.
1: Oh, my God. That's true.
0: He sat through because that he went back to the 40s or 50s maybe or something like that but i was assuming like the 40s or so maybe even the 70s and that means he went through vietnam and kuwait and korea and afghanistan and all this other stuff where you would think that that would be we need captain america yeah and in the comics, they were able to do stuff like have him fight the Russians and it was the whole – well, There was the commies because that was yeah. – back then it was like that's <laughs> our enemy and whatever. So you could have things like Flag Smasher and uh, uh, USA Agent and – or USA, Agent, that's what makes more sense – and I kind of wonder if they're going to do something where maybe if they ever wanted to do another movie with Captain America, they could do some kind of like in the past he was doing something and it was just kind of under the radar or I don't know, but yeah, maybe they do with a spinoff of Bucky and Falcon. Maybe it's like, well, now we have Bucky isn't Captain America, which I thought that they would do. It's going to be Falcon who has been Captain America kind of, but so has U.S. Agent, and so has. Uh, what was his name? The Patriot guy. I think his name's Josiah or Josiah or something like that. Like, there's lots of other Captain America-ish people, and I don't know. I'm kind of interested in seeing a TV show based off of that. And oh, totally random hit was they had Jarvis in it, and that's the only thing I can remember that they've ever had a character from the TV show pop up in a movie. They never did anything with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which that's a miss. No <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which means no Colson in this movie. No, like, not even when they went back in time, no Colson. And they still didn't bring, like, Fitzsimmons in there. And they still didn't bring Daredevil into there. And, like, it's just like, damn it. Like you, This was the one chance you had left to do that. And you still didn't do it. And I know that they don't have the rights to certain things, like they can't just take the the daredevil show and just put it on Disney plus now because they still have like a contract with Netflix a little bit. And, but it's still just kind of like, damn it. Like you couldn't have thrown a little reference to like that guy in Harlem who's been doing some stuff where, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's just like, mm, fuck. I hate that. Uh, but I really like how Captain America gets to be an old man. And yeah, Uh, I it sucks that Captain America is not going to be able to be a character in these movies now where he can't, like, train the next Avengers. And there's not going to be, like, the next Spider-Man movie. He's not, like, working with Spider-Man or something. We still
1: have those, like, high school videos that he had. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Nick Fury is back, and that's cool. And he's going to be in Spider-Man. And obviously Peter Parker was great.
1: Yeah. And,
0: Uh... like, that was sad. That was... One of those moments where it was just like, oh, there was one of the tears.
1: I really liked that he had that moment with Tony Stark yeah. at the end before uh, Tony dies. Um,
0: it's kind of like his new Uncle Ben.
1: Yeah, and also, it was like a good, you know, like, Tony was there when he got snapped. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh, you were there for me at that time. Now let me be there for you. Which and was I really nice.
0: totally skipped over it, but I should mention it uh one of the moments and this is the only moment that i've ever i think teared up in happiness from a movie was when cap gets mjolnir and i (laughs) i had been waiting for that since the first avengers movie and i was just like that's something i really want to see you
1: said it to me too yeah like just before we left to the movies. Yeah. You really wanted that to happen. Because
0: especially like in Age of Ultron where he just budges it. Yeah. Like that was already enough for me to be like, oh, I got goosebumps and this is crazy and stuff. And for him to not only pick it up, but it to be this big triumphant moment yeah. and for him to keep using it. Like, I mean, he carries it back in time and everything. And it's like Cap holding the shield and having Mjolnir's like, that's a really cool moment because it means that he's, completely come full circle to he doesn't doubt himself anymore right. and he's fully worthy. Cause he's got the warrior side to him and he's nobility and, and all that. And that's like, he's got not only that, but he's got the dragon scale type of looking, uh, costume, mm-hmm. which is a little bit closer to the comics. So that's like, it, they checked off everything that they needed to do with captain America at this point. And everything else, like U.S. Agent and Flag Smasher and all that, like, that's a shame that they can't do that, but who's to say that they can't do that in some other capacity? Or, I mean, you can't literally do every storyline. They never did the story of Tony Stark being a drunk, and they never did, like, he and Black Widow have a sex tape like they did in The <laughs> Ultimate Story, or you know? But that, like, if they wouldn't have had something like the Mjolnir thing, I would have been pissed about that.
1: Mm-hmm. and.
0: Got teary-eyed about that, which is really p- uh, pitiful, but... No,
1: it's not. Uh,
0: that was a great, great moment in that. And uh, other character-wise, I mean, I don't know if we... There's anybody that we didn't really necessarily hit on. Doctor Strange is just kind of like, all right, my plan worked. Yeah. And that's cool, but he didn't really do much. War Machine's just kind of there as like a bit player. He's not really doing anything. Too, like out there that we need to be like, you know, this great character arc. Um I really liked how when they went back throughout the different times that they had stuff like when they see Peter and he's uh, singing, come and get your love that they see it from the perspective of that. They can't hear the music. So yeah. he's just kind of humming it to himself and stuff. Yeah. Like, that
1: was like the one thing that music wise that I was yeah. about. No one's spoiler part of this is like, it's so cool because, like, it really makes you think that, oh, like, they really went back and we get to see, like, what happened. Yeah. And the not, in the, with a different, like, pair of lenses on. And I thought that was really cool. And this oh, so he's, like, an idiot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I like that a lot. I like how they incorporated a lot of, like, little cameos. Like, they have Thunderbolt Ross is at the funeral and they've got, that's something that I don't yeah, know. anybody. about that. <laughs> Anybody in the comments, who was that fucking kid in the uh, funeral? There was like a, I don't know, like a 15-year-old boy or yeah. something. And we can't figure out who that was supposed to be. And that's multiple people. It's not just the two of us. No, like,
1: yeah. And and I mean, granted, they had like a couple behind that kid um, that I'm, we're just guessing were people like that maybe work for Tony or whatever. But the camera stopped. On that kid for like a split second, it kind of held there for a little bit, as if we're supposed to go like, "Oh, okay, he's he's there. John is there. Like, no idea who he is."
0: Yeah, that was confusing, and I'm trying to look through the IMDb right now to see if there's anybody that I can go like, "Oh, okay, that was like Harley from Iron Man Three or something," and it didn't look like him. Right. So, oh, is Harley on there? So maybe Keener. Maybe that was actually him. Let's see what Ty Simpkins looks like nowadays. Because if he looks like him, then that would make a lot more sense. I think that was him.
1: That's it. Okay, so so they, your, your theory was right. They
0: incorporated Harley, which is good, because he was a big part of Iron Man 3. Which yeah. I don't really like Iron Man 3 a whole lot, but uh, I forgot Maria Hill in there. I don't know where she got. She was obviously in there because she got unsnapped, but like... I didn't get to really see that she was in there, so for a second I was like, Oh they forgot about her. They had Korg and Meek and Yeah. You know, that was a funny thing.
1: That was awesome. Meek eating some pizza. Yeah. It's
0: really like uh scissor hands and all that. <laughs> uh Thanos in this movie not as good as the first time. Agreed. I'd say it was a little bit of a miss because he was just sort of filling the part of like guy that they have to fight.
1: Yeah, but also, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. But I also have to say that he was a big uh, positive for you in the first movie. Yeah. Like, you told me that you actually, like...
0: Kind of rooted for him. Yeah, you, like,
1: (laughs) understood where he was coming from and all that. And, like, I watched it, and obviously, duh. But I I get it. Like, he, in that movie, is a very complex... Villain, which makes him a better villain because he's not just, you know, like a villain from like a movie from the 80s where he just wants to kill everybody and burn everything. Um, but yeah, I guess I mean, and it's hard because it's a three hour movie and there's so many characters, mm-hmm. but he's an important character, so maybe if we had like one scene where it was more like a. <laughs> I don't know,
0: because his motivation is basically just, I guess, I'm gonna have to do the thing I already did.
1: Well, he kind of and... he kind of makes it towards the end. He just yeah. wants to get rid of everybody. Then, yeah, and and th- restart.
0: That is also kind of, I guess, a little bit of a nod to the comics with the heart of the universe thing, and it's one of the few comics I've actually bothered to read, which was it's a non-canon story, which it shouldn't be because it's really good. And that's that the thing that's stronger than the infinity gauntlet is the heart of the universe, because instead of it being something that influences the universe, it actually is the universe. And there's something with like, kind of like an entropy sort of thing where the universe is sort of dying and Thanos becomes one with the heart of the universe. And he realizes that the only way to fix it isn't to do something like, uh, create new resources and whatever like that. It's that he needs to erase the whole universe and start it all over again. Yeah. And he does that with Adam Warlock. And that's kind of, I guess, a little bit of a nod to that where they were like, you know, I got to bring it down to the last Adam and then rebuild it. Nobody's going to know. Yeah. And all that. So I kind of like that. Um, Way, way before this movie even started, uh, years ago, before Infinity War, my theory for how this movie was going to work wasn't going to be time travel related because we didn't get into like Ant Man and stuff yet. I thought once we got the Infinity Stones into the mix with the first Avengers and everything, I was thinking, okay, we're going to get to the Infinity War type of story, Infinity Gauntlet story, and then they're going to do the snap and then they're going to come across the heart of the universe. And they're gonna undo it by using like the more powerful MacGuffin thing. And they didn't incorporate it into the movie, and that's fine. Not a nitpick, not gonna be a miss for me. Yeah. But uh once we had the whole gauntlet in Infinity War, I was thinking it's a little too tempting for them to not have Iron Man's like uh not gloves, because it's not really gloves, <laughs> but like there's so much built onto the hands in Iron Man, and it's like, well, he is the main main character. He needs to snap his fingers at some point and have a, an Iron Man gauntlet. Yeah. And so, I was kind of prepared that they would probably do that, but I didn't think that they would kill him off. And I guess I kind of like convinced myself that they wouldn't because I didn't want it to happen.
1: Yeah, I think that does. <laughs>
0: but I'm. I'm 50 50 on Iron Man's death. Agreed. Like, I'm really disappointed that we're not going to get any more Robert Downey Jr. And I'm really disappointed that we're not going to get Tony Stark as the head of the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. And the same thing with Captain America. Like, I wanted him to be the head of Avengers. Because
1: you love his character. He's, like, probably one of your favorites. Yeah. He's the asshole. Yeah. He's, like, the lovable. And I love him, too. But. I felt that early on and maybe it's because like I wasn't so much denial as you were but um early on when um Cap and Black Widow um and Scott uh come and find him uh to bring this idea of time traveling he we see that he now like lives in this like cabin really nice cabin with uh pepper and their daughter who's like so cute as well um but he says it clear like he has a good thing going on right now he has a family he doesn't want to mess with time traveling and potentially not have his daughter anymore which makes sense to me and when he said that i was like okay so it's gonna be the case where in the end he's either gonna have to sacrifice himself or he's gonna be put in a situation where, you know, he would have to be like, Okay, I guess I'm gonna have to be okay not having my daughter for now to save all the people. So I thought that he was gonna either lose his life or kinda like in a way lose his will to live hmm. because that's his daughter. Um and I agree with you that it was kinda like I'm torn about it because, yeah, I love his character, but I also felt that that made a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. And
1: the whole, like, proof that Tony Stark has a heart at the end, um, because it's an ongoing thing for the movies, that he's, like, the playboy, and he plays it cool all the time. But we all know that he is a loving person,
0: and yeah. he
1: wouldn't be Iron Man if he didn't care. He's not just doing that for fame, and who have you. So,
0: and he gets a goodbye with his dad,
1: He does, which isn't like,
0: you know, I mean, he doesn't get a goodbye with his mom and he doesn't get a goodbye with every single person and all that, but he gets a goodbye with Peter and with pepper. And I, I kind of assume that maybe if they ever want to do it in the future, where his daughter becomes iron heart from the comics. And even though that's not the same character and all that, but, uh, Yeah, they could do something like that where she like inherits her dad's intelligence and whatever, but like I I don't care about Morgan Stark. Like, you know, it's just sort of my ideal scenario if I were writing this would have been that they needed to go and undo the snap right after the snap, and that they would have had everybody just kind of reform Mm -hmm. almost immediately afterward. And the only people that would have remembered that the snap happened and that they would have spent five years in the future are War Machine and Cap and Natasha and Thor and, like, the main people that kind of did that. But everybody, like Peter, would think that they snapped away and just kind of reformed immediately. Mm -hmm. And Doctor Strange would have been like, we're in the endgame now. Yeah. And then uh, he says there was no other way and then it would be like okay a, mid, a, a couple seconds ago i just said there is no other way and if that would have happened then that would have made sense with me for at the beginning of infinity war when he says that he had a dream that they had a kid and it was it felt so real to him yeah that they would have had to undo the kid
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the way to get around that which is like that's kind of like almost like you know making a statement about I guess like abortion or something, (laughs) but they could have gone around that by having it where Tony Stark retires for real this time. Kind of. And he and Pepper decide that they're going to try to have a kid. And then there's maybe some kind of a shot of like them at a wedding or something. And she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Cause then it's like, okay, well then they have the kid on the way and it might not be the same exact kid. Maybe it's like, maybe Morgan Stark is going to be a boy this time instead, or maybe it's, it is just going to be the same kid and they're just, it's in a different timeline.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: they'll have the kid, but the kid's not going to remember a like universe where trillions and quadrillions or whatever of lives were completely destroyed. She, is just gonna have to hear about that from her dad. That, like, oh yeah, I came back in time. And like, you know, like that kind of a thing. And then they can do that and have Iron Man not be in any of the future movies if Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to do anymore without having to kill off the character to make it to where now you just can't have him in the movies. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, and if they did it that way, like they could have incorporated him being like a Jarvis type. So he could talk to his daughter or if they ever wanted to do something like it would be kind of interesting and they wouldn't do it. But like maybe even like that he would be the voice inside of the suit that Spider-Man has. Uh-huh. And like, you know, they could have done stuff like that. And I, that's you that's a nitpick. I just don't want
1: to let Tony go.
0: I don't want to. You no. have to. I wanted Captain America to lead the Avengers <laughs> and Tony Stark to lead S.H.I.E.L.D. And like I wanted it to be like that. And that's that's going to be something that I'm going to have to just deal with. That you can't always get what you want. <laughs> And I kind of feel like the people that are going to dislike this movie, part of them is because of reasons like that. Yeah. And it's super sad. And at the same time, it's really kind of good that they ended things where it feels like it's an ending. Mm-hmm. But we can still have another Black Panther. We can still have right. another Ant-Man. And, Not you all know,
1: stories Yeah. Are, you know.
0: Clearly, movies. Captain Marvel is going to be in another movie and she's got that stupid haircut and uh, that... I
1: was not a fan of that either yeah, I'm they... glad that they actually talked about it real quickly it's like oh what have you been up to getting another haircut Yeah, rocket obviously
0: they kind of needed to because she's had that haircut in the comics and stuff yeah. and you know but it, I don't like that, that, that haircut and I don't like Captain Marvel still she's yeah. not Like, if they are going like, well, we killed off Iron Man, and we killed off Black Widow, and we killed off, essentially, uh, Captain America, and we still don't have Vision, and we still don't have this, and we still don't have that, but we've got Captain Marvel for you. It's like, well, okay, well, we're just going to refer to this as, like, the good era of the (laughs) MCU, right? and then everything that's following is, like... B plus level. Like yeah. Captain Marvel is, if they want to go with Captain Marvel being like the new head of the Avengers, that's not as good.
1: Right. I agree. I mean, I kind of, I mean, we talked about this just as, um, when we watch the movie, Captain Marvel together, Tony, the second time, <laughs> um, <laughs> the movie is very enjoyable, but she is a blend character. Yeah, And it sucks because like, you know, you, you you, would be an easy character to like if she had a little bit more personality. Yeah, and, and she doesn't
0: need to be funny because they're already funny people. Yeah, she no, doesn't but she need could to just be, be interesting. Yeah, she, she could be something. Yeah. Right so, now, yeah. she and they write her out for this movie for almost the entire movie because yeah. they just clearly didn't have an idea of what to do. Right. And she just kind of, she's been gone for decades. Because they didn't need it to be in the 90s. And I already talked about that before. I don't but like that though. Uh, they wrote her off as being like, well, she's on other planets. And then yeah. she comes back in here and she's like, all right, well, let's go fuck up Thanos. And then they do. And then it's, all right, well, I'm just going to fuck off for a while again. Yeah. And then she just shows up at the end and it's like, okay, now that's good and all, but you haven't had any character growth.
1: Yeah. You've had a haircut.
0: And yeah. that's not good enough. No. So I don't know how they're going to try to make her a better character. In the future, but if they don't,
1: they're gonna yeah,
0: she's gonna be bland as all hell. And have to. I can't imagine seeing Captain Marvel leading a group of Avengers that's like Doctor Strange and Falcon Captain America and whatever, and feeling like it's not just the runner up, it's like the minor leagues in baseball or something, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's disappointing, and I mean they couldn't do these movies forever and i guess kind of in the same way as like bond movies are that's the final daniel craig one and that's the final pierce brosnan and at the end of die another day it kind of seems like that's a good enough write-off for pierce brosnan and is that good enough well not necessarily but you can't really just keep going forever because people don't not age and yeah. stuff, and unless you have CGI, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like overall, like even though I can nitpick and I, even though I can complain about some certain things, it's still twenty something movies and ten years of watching. It. I watched Iron Man in the theater by myself because nobody wanted to go see it, Aww. and
1: <laughs> we weren't dating yet. That's why I wasn't. Yeah. There. <laughs>
0: nobody wanted to go see it because everybody was saying this is during a time frame where the dark knight was out and stuff and people were like oh it's just iron man iron man's stupid like mm. and i was like well i've never really been super duper an iron man fan but iron man was always kind of cool and yeah. you know maybe they'll have war machine and like maybe they'll do this and maybe uh we'll see spy master or whatever like i kind of knew some of the characters and i remember hearing that there was a post credit scene and telling people in the movie theater, stay afterward because there's supposed to be a scene afterward. And everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, there's – I was calling them because I had heard the term credit cookie for the longest time of, like, here's your little cookie for staying after the credits. <laughs> so I was telling people, like, there's supposed to be a credit cookie. And I no, I mean that there's a scene or whatever. And then Nick Fury pops up and it was like, oh, fuck. Like, they're doing Nick Fury and this is – at Sam Jackson of all? Like, they actually yeah. got him and – Because Sam Jackson, Nick Fury is infinitely better than the white Nick Fury in the comics and stuff. (laughs) And that was like, that blew my mind. And that was in 2008. Yeah. So to think that 11 years, 10 years have gone by and it all led up to this and stuff, it's like, it's kind of insane. Yeah. Because they were able to pull it off. And yeah, I'm disappointed about that they killed off Tony Stark and I'm disappointed that they killed off black widow and you know, it would have been kind of cool if we had like Odin force and whatever like that. But it's like, you know, if you are hitting a score of like 94 out of a hundred or something, you can't complain. And I really, really liked it and I'm, I'm happy with it.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, obviously you're way more passionate than I am. Like I really enjoyed and obviously enjoyed watching all the movies. I didn't really experience most of the movies in the theaters. He, Tony, made me watch all of them. They and he watched most of them with me, uh, which is which is great. <laughs> obviously, I loved it, but again, as somebody who's not beyond obsessed. With those Marvel characters, and, I mean, obviously, like, a lot of them, I think it was good. I think it was, like, a very pleasing way to wrap up some of those storylines and make those characters have, like, a decent ending. Because at the end of the day, even though Tony Stark died, he died as the true hero that he was. Mm-hmm. And, um, with Cap, like, we both agreed that he should be with Peggy. Yeah. And he got to experience that. And he was happy. And everybody else are still kind of, like, doing their own stuff and progressing their own, like, stories. So, I think it was really awesome. And I also just wanted to quickly say that Tony Stark looks so, like, beat down so skinny in the beginning of the movie. That was also really good. Yeah. Effects. That was really, really <laughs> good. Because scary skinny. But yeah, it was fun. Um, Just wish I had not had so much soda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what would you say is your biggest miss of the movie? The thing you disliked the most?
1: That I disliked the most? Uh,
0: I'm obviously going to go with the fact that they killed off certain characters and that they didn't like all that stuff that I kind of mentioned about the missed opportunities of how you could bring certain people back and all that. Like, that's my biggest miss is no setup for the future by having everybody still be alive and all that. Like, you know, (laughs) that's that's my my miss.
1: Um, I mean, I'm not like hating on anything but I feel like there were two things that for me could have been a little better and one would probably be explaining some of these like time traveling caveats like the Nebula thing like confuses me yeah like that and I like her character a lot she's she's actually like probably my top maybe like top like 10 characters or like five characters because i feel like she's such a sad character and in this movie she had really like sweet moments in the beginning with tony stark when he's like teaching her how to play and she like and he's like you don't have to be so angry (laughs) this is fun are you having fun and she's like yes (laughs) And and then later with um war machine where she reaches to get one of the stones and damages her arm and she gets embarrassed and she's like, I, I wasn't always like this. And he's like, yeah, me neither. We just kind of have to deal with what we got. And I was like, she needed that. She needs a hug. <laughs> so, but then like confusing. I really thought that she was going to die mm-hmm. if she kills her form. So I would maybe like, obviously it's hard to explain time traveling because I'm guessing that. Even Tony Stark wouldn't be able to fully explain that, but maybe tighten that up a little bit. Um, And I agree with you about Thanos, I think, that...
0: I guess the I... only explanation is if they went back and they put all the stones back, then that means all the events happened, which means that Nebula didn't go to the future, which means she didn't die. Mm. But that that's but all how... so confusing. But wouldn't... None of it makes any sense. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, again, like this is like nitpicking because I really enjoy the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what would you say is your biggest hit um, that you really like the most out of everything? That's if I'm gonna have to go with anything other than the fact that, like, I really nice little touches here and there of things like happy telling morgan you know your dad used to like cheesesteaks uh cheesesteak uh cheeseburgers too like that was a really really good little moment and i think that the russos are so good at that like because i mean obviously they did stuff like uh having loki disappear and it's like that's gonna do something in the future and they're gonna play into that and like they they know how to do these little moments and the cap thing with uh I could do this all day. And like, whatever. Like, they're good at that. And that was a good little tie in to Iron Man and that whole scene of him, like, we got to stop and get burgers and stuff. Like, yeah. I really like that. But I would probably say, if I had to pinpoint one thing in particular, it was just the idea of Cap with the Mjolnir and all that. Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's just the one moment out of everything that was just like, that kind of symbolizes a character journey and all that. And having him do that and say with hundreds of characters, Avengers assemble Yeah. because they had been building that up like yeah. that idea of just like this is full blown 10 out of 10 Captain America Avengers kind of thing. And since we're not going to get any more Captain America, and we're not going to get any more, you know, all these characters that really, really matter for like you know spider-man and everybody like in the mix and stuff like this was the one and only time that they could have done it since they didn't do it yet so they needed to do the avengers assemble thing and that's like that was like ah, like, <laughs> <laughs> <you know. laughs> they said it like. <laughs> <kind of thing. laughs>
1: I think for me aside from all the funny moments and again like Hulk is so cute and like <laughs> he's so sweet when he's like in the tr- in the car in the <laughs> truck and he's like a little kid like adorable but I think that my biggest hit was like these little like character moments like character driven moments where you know like Thor talking to his mom Tony talking to his dad and having these like quiet moments where we are reminded that, like, why we love these characters so much. And yeah. it's not just because they're, like, badasses and they're heroes. It's because, like, they have that human side to them. And at the end of the day, when we're watching movies, we want to connect to human side of characters. So I think that that was awesome.
0: So obviously we're going to give this movie a hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not going to go through all that and talk about all the things we love and be like, ah, it sucked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, I don't have anything else to say that I can think of. I'm sure if I watch it 14 more times, I'm going to have more things to be like. uh would have been interesting if they would have put this character's name on the memorial or, like, yeah. you know, different things. Or I didn't notice that this thing happened in the background and that was really neat or, you know, whatever. But we just saw the movie an hour ago. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Totally worth watching it for sure. Yeah. Even though it's a bit of a mess to get like tickets and yeah. everything's like sold out, but totally worth it. And totally like a movie that if you can watch it in the big screen, you should. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. Thank you for listening to an hour and a half of us talk about this stuff. <laughs> Which, uh, it could go on and on for hours and hours and hours, but, you know, we'll revisit it at some point and talk about some different things in the future, and, uh, anything else that that's going on, you'll find that on fanboysanonymous.com, which you can find everything else that's fanboys related, so hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel, ring the little bell for the notifications to be aware of whatever the next video is going to be, which I have no idea what it's going to be, because I'm playing this stuff out as well, and if you are listening on the audio-only kind of side of things, like, on Anchor or on uh, Google Play or anything like that, then go ahead and leave a review. Give us a like or a follow or whatever they have on those different platforms. And while you're doing that, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Fanboys Anon on Twitter and Fanboys Anonymous on Facebook. And check out everything else that's happening on Fanboys Anonymous. Uh, You can follow me personally at Tony Mango and obviously at like Smart Out Moment for the wrestling side of things and blah 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 all that other kind of stuff i do plenty of plugs every single week on everything so if you like this and you want to throw some spare change in my direction to kind of keep the lights on and promote some other ideas and convince me to do some more fanboy stuff that isn't just a review point then hit up the patreon and consider donating a little bit to those tiers there whether it's like a buck or fifty thousand dollars which that'd be awesome if you did then uh, there's that. There's also a tea Public and a Redbubble shop where you can pick up some merchandise that they haven't k- taken down yet for copyright reasons because they keep doing that. So if you wanted to buy a Whatever It Takes shirt, you're going to have to wait a little bit for me to re-upload something like that. <laughs> and uh, everything else that's on Fanboys, you'll find on Fanboys. Caroline, do you want to toss anything else out there?
1: Nothing is exciting, but you can follow me on Instagram at creepy underscore Caroline. I'm going to hopefully figure out a website for myself soon where you, if you're interested in art, you can maybe commission some paintings or some creepy sculptures. We'll see. Uh, But that's it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this, everybody. Drop your comments below and tell us what you thought of Endgame and anything else, whether you thought of something that, you know, you want to chime in and say that, I've got a stupid idea about something about Endgame or whatever. Or then...
1: maybe you liked Thor's tits. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, maybe that was your thing.
0: Maybe your biggest hit was the moops.
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: you think that we're crazy for not liking that. But uh, anything else like that, then continue the discussion, and I'll be replying to you guys, and we'll kind of keep talking about the movie, because there's plenty of stuff to talk about, and the same will continue with the future of the MCU, because Spider-Man Far From Home will pop up, and We'll be talking about that and you know we'll kind of keep this train going as long as they're able to do it so thank you again for listening to this everybody and all your support and we will see you next time but for now it's time for us to geek out <laughs>